I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, CHP, see the phenol. Hey, you. Set up for you. 
uh, that gets kicked off on Tuesday as well. A lot of great things. A lot of great, a lot of great action going on this weekend. You got the Indy 500, Coca-Cola 600 tomorrow. Uh, big UFC card tomorrow as well. We can go right into it and do this devotional real quick, man. And and uh, this one's actually a good one. So y'all y'all hang tight with me. This one comes from First Corinthians chapter six, verses nine through eleven. Or do you not know the unrighteous will in, will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers, nor enemies, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor the drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and the spirit of our God. That's pretty good right there. If you feel guilty about your sins, about sins of, of your past, the scriptures have have a special assurance for you. Since the Corinthian believers were also struggling, Paul offered to them and does this counsel and hope. Such sinners were of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. In the verses preceding these encouraging words, Paul lists some disgraceful lifestyles that we continue to the modern day. Every week, pastors hear from people who ask whether the Lord can forgive them for for adultery, abusive behavior, or one of a host of other transgressions. <clears throat> the answer is yes. He can and will forgive the Lord, the Christians every sin in accordance with 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, which says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Goes further on and says, until a believer understands how the Lord forgives and removes sin, he or she will carry the guilt. Promises to better end in futility. Forgiveness is based only on the, sh- on the shed blood of Jesus Christ. He bore your sin on the cross and died in your place. When you acknowledge that he alone can make you righteous before God, then you are set free. You are given a new mindset, one guided by the Holy Spirit to focus upon things of God instead of your sinful desires. Do you wake up every each morning to face another day of dragging your guilt around? You don't have to. The Lord is waiting to take that load from you and cast it as far as the east is from the west, as in Psalms is in Psalms 103 and 12. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he had removed the transgressions from us. All you must do is hand over your burden and receive his forgiveness. No said. I mean, when you think about what you've done in your in your lifetime and you, you go through things that a lot of people have gone through, you know, some may be as trivial as others. Some may be more measured than others. But always remember, somebody's going through something, and you can't always 
I can't always say your your sin is worse than me or or my problems are worse than your problems. We all got the same problems. They're all the same. Just a little food for thought. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're going to jump right into the UFC. Stay tuned.
Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. You know, before we even jump into the UFC, there's there's a little something that that really bothers me. Um, you know, me being a big college football fan, me being a big big high school football fan, it really it really 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 disturbed me to hear about what happened at Baylor um, in regards to the whole investigation and and subsequent firing of of uh, Art Browse. It's it's so so it's so easy to point fingers at the head ball coach um, about certain things. Yes, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to defend anybody in this. Don't get me wrong, but hear me out. When you when you try to hide things. And I, I hope people can understand this and, and 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 get where I'm coming from when I say this. When you try to hide things, things that are as serious as this, all things are going to come to light. When someone is violated in any kind of way, let's think about what we're trying to stop here, what we're trying to accomplish here. You're not trying to accomplish anything. You're trying to hide what you did. This is so controversial because this is a program, this is a a, a college that is faith-based. This is a Baptist university founded in Baptist values, founded in in values that are much higher than what money can be put on a football on in your athletic program or into your or into your college. This this shows what is this shows the problems that college football has. This shows the problems that college sports has. Even though I love college football, even though I love college sports as a whole, there's things like this that make you realize that the sanctity of sports isn't always sanctified. If you, I mean, if you're hearing what I'm saying, this is something for me that is so disappointing. I mean. Watching Art Browse from my high school years, watching him win state championship after state championship after state championship, him getting a job at Houston, him moving from Houston to Baylor, and putting together something that is that great. Now he's 60 years old, and he has to rebuild himself. Does that mean that he'll never coach college football again? It'll be very hard for him to get back into it. I guess the point I'm trying to make is you have to know what to do 
not only to make your team as good on the field as it is off, you have to be cognizant of what you do off the field and what you do on the field are two totally different things. What you do on the field is what makes the fans happy. What you do off the field makes the school happy. Your character is so much different from what sports you play to what you do now. Character defines you. If you don't have any character, then what do you really have? That's the question that Art Browser to ask himself. And any student that any student athlete that is as a part of this that has made this what it is. Now the Big Twelve has lost some lost lost a great football coach. But this is the third such incident that's happened at Baylor in the last 25 years. 20 to 25 years. I mean, the early 90s, you had sexual misconduct among the women basketball coaches. And then we go further into the late 90s. You had the situation with Dave Bliss, Patrick Dennehy, and the play and the player that was shot and killed. Now you have this. This is all coming from a faith based college. You don't hear I mean we all know about the SMU situation. Another faith based college who Try to buy players or try to get players to come in, pay the money. This pales in comparison. Do I think that Baylor needs to do needs to have a death penalty put on them? Not to that extreme. But something needs to happen that's similar to what happened at Penn State. If you ask me, I don't know the whole particulars in in what Joe Paterno knew. A lot of people are saying that uh, some people are saying that he knew more than what the families want to let on. And if that's true, then yeah, he should be condemned. But nothing in the free report said that he had anything to do with it. So, why are you trying to drag a man's name through the mud? Uh, a man who is no longer with us. This all, this all looks the same. This all coincides together. This all parallels each other. When you when you look at it from that standpoint, and it's sad that we have to talk about this on air. It's sad. It's really sad. And I'm at a loss for words for this because common sense, yes, common sense. When 
When in the hell does people use common sense anymore? When it comes to things like this. When? Uh, moving forward. And... Gonna get into something a little bit better, uh, lighten up the mood a little bit. The UFC live card on Fox on FS1 tomorrow night. It's probably one of the best sleeper cards. Dana White called it a sleeper card. Last week I called this one of the best pay-per-view cards that's free. Look at what you have on this card from prelims up to the main card in the main event. I mean, Brian Caraway, Brian Caraway, a lot of people know him as Mrs. Misha Tate, faces Aljamain Sterling, who's just, he's a young man making his UFC debut. Cannot wait to see, I, I can't wait to see highlights of this fight or see this fight as a whole. Brian Caraway, top ten fighter in, at at um one thirty five. Sterling, top fighter, number four, number four, uh, in the uh, in the UFC at one thirty five. This is a big fight at one thirty five. What you I mean? You're seeing people posturing themselves up to to see what's going to happen this coming sat next Saturday. At UFC 199, we'll get into that later on. But Sterling's looking to possibly get himself up into that top three. Caraway is trying to get himself up into the top five. Very good matchup here. Styles are so similar. Caraway's got a better submission game than Sterling. Sterling can stand up and and beat you in any. He can stand up with you. He can beat you in any way. Very quick hands. Long reach, long reach for 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 a thirty five pounder, um, seventy one inches. This guy is just he's cut. Do I think he's got the build to go up to forty five? Of course. I mean, he's still a young guy. Um, Caraway's still a young guy, even though he, they've been in the game a while. Both of these guys have chances to go up in weight, but. Right now they're in their prime, they're in their primes and they're they're looking to, they're looking to posture themselves up for the winner of Dominic Cruz Uriah Faber. Um, Let's look like I said happen next week on in, in UFC 199. This is a, this is one of those this is one of those fights that should be on any pay per view. Should be on should be on the pre on the FS1 prelim card. This is how good this fight could be. This could be this should be the, the showstopper of the of the night, and it's one of the first fights of the night. Moving forward, we look at the prelim card. The one of the fights that I'm really really excited to see is the women's fight, 135 fight. Sarah McMahon, Jessica I. These two women, Sarah McMahon, has already 
uh, had a shot at the title. Jessica I has not had a chance at the title yet. Jessica I is one of those fighters. She is all action all the time. She's like the female version of Cain Velasquez or Stipe Miocic. Sarah McMahon is a world-class wrestler, an Olympian. Both of these women can wrestle very, very good. Jessica I is a little bit more rounded, more rounded than Sarah McMahon is. Sarah McMahon's got punching power, but she relies more on her wrestling to get you down and to ground and pound you. Whereas Jessica I uses her wrestling to set up her jiu-jitsu or uses her jiu-jitsu to set up her, her kicks and, and things of that nature. It's almost as if it's pick your poison with these two. Sarah McMahon has a great takedown defense. She hasn't been taken down in the UFC. Jessica I can get taken down, but it's hard to keep her down on the ground. The thing about the thing about these guys about these two women are Jessica I yes can can submit you, but She'll also wear you down and beat you down. This is a good fight. This is this is one of those fights that you you rather see these two women fight a Holly Holm or Ronda Rousey. Even though we all know that Holly Holm's in the fight, uh, Valentina Shevchenko uh, later later in the summer. This all postures itself to making to making its way to where one of these two women will put themselves in the top five after after this fight. Whether they take each other down, whether they, they punch each other to death, this is this has the potential to be a great matchup. No matter how people look at it, this has a this has the the potential to be one of the best matchups on this card. I mean, I mean, I'm just I'm just putting it out there. It's, it's one of the it, this could be part of main card. This could be a pay per view card. This could be a pay per view type matchup. Now we go to the main card. We step up to the main card, and we look at Josh Berkman. Paul Felder, and it's it's like looking in the mirror with these two guys. They're not going to take each other down. They're not. They're going to step and bang it out. I mean, none of them they might bang it out. Berkman may have the better opportunities to take down Paul Felder. Paul Felder has a great takedown defense. But he's not as good. He's not as good in the takedown department as anybody else. But Josh Berkman's been in the fight game a long time, over forty fights. This will be his forty-second fight. Paul Felder. He's a, he's a younger. He's a younger, older guy. If that makes any sense. He's a young guy who's in the beginning stages of his of his fight game. 
the more you see him, the more you the more you want to see him. And with these two fighters, it's um it's like looking in the mirror with these two. Except Berkman may be a little bit may have a little bit more gas in the tank than Felder will. Berkman has a has a, he has a high he has a high work rate. He likes to grapple, and that's where that's where he that's where he is most comfortable when he's grappling. When he's when he's grappling, when he's, when he's throwing punches, grappling, throwing kicks, grappling. You know anything to make you tired. I mean, he's gonna miss grappling in in there, where, no matter what you do or what you say, because he's not afraid to let things happen. He's not afraid to go to the ground. He's not afraid to. To look at, to look you in the eye, get punched in the face. I mean, he and he's taking some heavy leg kicks from other fighters. This is this is a fight that goes a long way in one fifty at one fifty five. These are guys that are on the on the on the brink of cracking that top fifteen, especially Fall Felder, who's just outside the top fifteen. This is his first step up in competition. Josh Berkman is his first step up in competition. Is this is this a time where Felder has to show his has to show something? It is. It really is. Is it more important to him to win the fight, or is it more important to Berkman to win the fight? In terms of career and career progressions, it would hurt Paul Felder if he lost his fight. Whereas Josh Berkman, it would push him forward into the into the rankings. It would push him into that top fifteen. So this is this is one of those fights where you're trying to posture for position in a literal sense. So we just now this is going to be a fun fight to watch. Now we look at other fights: Lorenz Larkin, Jorge Masvidal. Oh. This has got potential. <laughs> this has got the potential to be just a knockdown, drag out fight, more or less. This is how good this this fight could be. This is a uh, like I said about about Jessica I the Jessica I matchup, the Brian Caraway Sterling matchup. These are all these are all fights that should be on pay per view. All all twelve of these, all eleven of these fights should be on pay per view, and on some in some sort of way. And we're look, we're looking at a guy like Lorenz Larkin who's lost his last two fights. One I thought he won. The other I thought you know was was a real close. Was real close. Jorge Masvidal. He lost his last fight out. I mean, and we look at we look at these guys. Both can stand up. Lorenz Larkin. You don't really see him go down to the ground as much, even though he can go down to the even though he can go down to the ground. He can. He can fight. Um. 
he can fight standing up. He can do some of the things. He's this is a guy who's who split his last four fights. He uh, lost in Vincent Henderson's final fight with the with the UFC. You know he's got a big matchup with Lorenz Larkin. Lorenz Larkin is working his way into the top fifteen at one seventy. This is a this is a big fight at one seventy because we look at what. You look at what Masvidal does. You look at what Larkin does. Both of these guys, they rely a lot on their kicks to set up their punches. Larkin's not gonna not gonna want to hit the ground. He's gonna keep want to keep this fight standing up. Whereas Masvidal, he gets you on the ground. He can ground you. He can pound you. He can finish you on the ground. You don't see him submitting guys too much, even though he is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt. You don't see him submitting people. But what you do see is a heavy work rate. You see him throw a lot of punches. You see him throw a lot of kicks. You see him take a lot of punches. You see him take a lot of kicks. His defense is good. He's just great in the takedown defense. So is Lorenz Larkin. But you won't see Lorenz Larkin shoot for a takedown. You'll see Masvidal shoot for a takedown. This is a style. This is a styles. This is a perfect fight for for Lorenz Larkin. This is also a really good fight for Jorge Masvidal, because you look at their styles. You look at the way that what the way they're going to attack. They're going to stand up. They're going to they're going to they're going to brawl somewhat. Lorenz Larkin is going is going to get in that that counter puncher stance like he does. And either he's gonna come at you in that blitzkrieg type type deal that's similar to um that's similar to um uh, to any other karate based fighter like a former champion in the UFC, uh whose name I can't I cannot remember right now. Or in a style that is kind of like Conor McGregor, in a different sense. I mean, you I mean you look at the way Conor McGregor is his karate stance, the way he throws kicks, the way he he puts kicks, you know, where he needs to put kicks, the way he punches, the way he throws, the way he boxes, the way he punches, just the little things that he does. That's what makes so what makes Lorenz Larkin a little bit different in a way that you have to attack him because he's a great counter puncher. He's a great counter kicker. He, he does things on the counter better than most people do on the attack. He can attack just as good as he can counter. So with Jorge Masvidal, he's all, he's all action. He's all, he's going to full bore. That's just the way he fights. Who do I like in this fight? I, it's like I said, man, this, the fight game is the fight game is is what it is. I mean, it's a fight. I mean, it's a fifteen minute fight with these guys. I I expect this fight to go fifteen minutes. Um, I mean, it could go shorter, but I expect this fight to go fifteen minutes. I mean, all action. And we move on. Chris Tomosi, Vito Miranda, <laughs> another great fight. Chris Tomosi. 
you know, out of that same campus as um out of that same Sarah Longo camp as as former champion. Um as the former champion who uh who beat um Anderson Silva. I mean this this is at the same camp. I mean, he does pretty much the same thing that he does pretty much the same thing that you see coming out of out of Sarah Longo. You know, guys who can guys with heavy hands, great jiu jitsu. You know, can can out, all out and out just ball out. That's what you see from from Sarah Longo. Uh, that that team. I mean, they didn't spawn out two champions for nothing. They they didn't spawn out two really good fighters for nothing. I mean, this is a, this is a really good matchup. Chris Camosi is one of those guys who, honestly, could be top ten, top fifteen fighter when you think about it. Some of the fights he's had over his career, you know, some of the some of the the people that he's fought since he's been in the UFC have been long story. Vitor Miranda is the same way. I mean, this is a guy who very heavy hands, very heavy hands, but he. But he he's not as good as people think he is, and he's he, a lot of people think that he's not as good as 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 his record indicates. Somebody lied to you. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about that. Somebody lied. To you. Somebody lied to you about about Vitor Miranda. This guy has punching power. Out, I mean, out of the yang. I mean, he hits you with anything. He's got very heavy hands. Heavy hands. Chris Camozzi has heavy hands. You know, Vito Miranda's on a three-fight winning streak. We can, I can see Vito Miranda breaking into that top 15. I can see him asking for bigger fights. I can see him making a step up in competition. He will make a step up in competition, and it will be a good step up in competition. It will be a good thing for him to step up in competition. Chris Camozzi is that is that first step. If he can get past a veteran like Chris Camozzi, a guy with a great team, with a guy with with big hands, it's just like <laughs> it's just like the unbreakable force meeting an immovable object. I mean, it, it's gonna be that kind of fight. It's gonna be a knock him down, drag him out. Slobber knocker type of fight. I mean, that's all we can say about it. That's that's much more we can say about it. But this fight with Chris Camozzi, like I said, Chris Camozzi got heavy hands as well, and he's he's not afraid to use those hands. Terrence Stafford and Rich Story. Uh, this is a similar type fight. Similar type fight to this. I mean. Really, I mean, you're looking at some things, man. I mean, this is just, this is just a, this card in, in itself. I mean, 
I, I can't even, I can't even see how I decided to see this card. I mean, I'm looking at this card. We haven't even got to the main event or the co-main event yet. Terry Safferty, former Shark Force 170, 170 champion. You know, he's he, the thing about Terry Safferty that a lot of people don't don't get don't understand. This guy has punching power personified, but he doesn't finish fights standing up. He really doesn't. He doesn't finish fights, but he's got punching power. He's got heavy kicks. He will submit you, or he will or he will grind you out. I mean, this is how he became champion. I mean, he's not a guy who he's a guy who, who goes for the knockout when he sees it. But he will grind it out and wear you down, and then knock you out, or then put things put things together. Rick Story, he's just got just. Rick Story is a punching machine, and he's got great leg kicks. He also has great. He also has great wrestling. Terry Safety has great wrestling, but he doesn't take people down. And when he does take you down, he takes you down and he finishes you on the ground. Whether he's choking you, whether he's pounding you out, whether he's smothering you. Advancing his position the way that he should, while not letting you up. I mean, this is a like I said, this is a this is a a collision of immense proportions. This could be one of those fights for Terry Safadine that could be a career defining fight. In a sense. This could be a career-defining fight for for Terry Safety. This could be this could be his way into the top into the top five. He's already in the top ten. He could move his way up to the top five. Now he's not asking for a fight. If he was to step, stay healthy. During the whole Strike Force UFC merger and everything, this is a guy who who could be contending for a championship. I mean, this is a guy who could compete for a championship. Rick Story, same way. He can crack the top five with a big win over Terry Safdie. Like I said, this this card is so important. And it's such a blockbuster card. It's a sleeper card. Nobody really understands that. Nobody really sees the importance of this card. 199, 200, 199, the card after that, the card after that. I mean, we got 10 weeks in a row of UFC cards. 
from the end of this week, from this week to the beginning of August. Through mid-August, 10 consecutive weeks of UFC action. 10 consecutive weeks. So exciting. And a lot of these fights have title implications written all over them. We look at we look at the co-main now. Hanan Burrell, Jamie Stevens. Hanan Burrell is moving up in weight finally. Thank God he's moving up in weight. His cut to 35 was getting worse and worse and worse. He couldn't make 35 anymore. Even after the fight that he had, the second fight he had against TJ Dillashaw, you can tell that he was not in the fight. You can tell that he wasn't in the shape. He had the he was cutting weight all the way up until the fight began. Hanan Burrell at forty five is at the perfect weight for him. He and Jeremy Stevens, the, the little heathen, this is gonna be a, just an absolute cracker of a fight. Jeremy Stevens is a guy who is all action, will take you down, got great hands, big hands. Hanan Burrell, big hands, big, you know, nice leg kicks. This is this is a fight that could just define what Hanan Burrell really is. Since he's at the weight class that he should be at, since he's at the weight class that, he, that he's in, it's very, very, very easy for him now to make the weight. And I would love to see what what he what he weighs in at tonight. I really would, because I mean because in his last few fights that he had at thirty five, you can tell he wasn't the same fighter. You can tell that he wasn't he wasn't as strong. And then he got took in the deep waters against Dillashaw the first fight and and got beat to death. He got taken to the deep waters the second fight, got beat to death. I mean, th- this is a guy in Burrell who took the UFC by storm. Now he's lost two straight fights. This here, for, this for him is a career-defining fight. Jeremy Stevens, this is a career-defining fight for him. He's not afraid to fight anybody. But for Jeremy Stevens, it vault him into a title shot, even from the nine position. And he's rated number nine in 145. This could, this could vault him into, into a position where he can Ask for a title shot. Talk his way into a title shot. This needs to be that that kind of that kind of fight for for Jamie Stevens. This this is how this is how important this this these two these next two fights are, especially with Almeida and Garbrandt. We'll get to that in a minute. But Hanan Burrell, this is him at forty five is going to be a fun time, a fun thing to see. You know. Now we're going to see what Nova Unal is all about in terms of what they can do 
in in regards to the fight to to the fight game, their systems, what what they can do with a second fighter in the same weight class. Jose Aldo, you know, we all know what's going to happen with him pretty soon. Hanan um, Barral, can can he work his way up into the into this class? I think he can. I think he will. This is a fun time. This this is a fun time to be a to be a a fighter a fighter a fight fan. Whether it's boxing, whether it's it's MMA, this is a I mean combat sports. It coincides with each other hand in hand, and I cannot wait. Now we talk about the main event. You know Thomas Almeida, Cody Garbrandt. I mean, I'm looking at these two fighters, and I'm and I'm saying this is the future of, of 135 right here. Garbrandt, do I think that he that, that he has a future at 35? I do. Do I think that he's gonna go ahead and put on the weight and go up to 45? I think he's found a home at 35. Thomas Almeida's found a home at 35. No, he he went up to 45. I mean, he won at 45, but I think Almeida's found a home at 35. 21 and 0, 8 and 0. These two guys, Cody Garbrandt to me is a top 10 UFC 135er. The thing with what Garbrandt is, he's only got eight fights under his belt. Is he ready? He's ready. He's he's. I, I think he's been ready. I mean, we. I know he did a lot of amateur fights. He had over twenty amateur fights. He's ready to step up to the big time, and this is his step up. Thomas Almeida. Almeida wins this fight. Almeida throws himself into that into that one thirty five. Um, to that 135 ring of death. I mean, both of these guys great punching power. They do it in different ways. You know, Garbrandt likes to likes to throw kicks off, off his. You know, throw kicks and set up his punches. He likes to throw the like throws a stiff jab. Almeida throws a great jab. Throws great kicks. I mean, and he and Almeida's a mile a minute type guy. I mean, he's a mile a minute. And you look at what they've done in their last in their last few fights. Almeida, big big time destruction job. What he did his last fight out. Garbrandt destruction job. Last time he 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 fought he he was out. He 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 was out in the octagon. This fight has a, has all the makings of being one of those fights where it can go 25 minutes or it can go 25 seconds. Whoever can get their get themselves together in terms of defense can land that first big punch can hurt the first who hurt one another first. That's who's gonna win this fight. 
If I'm able to establish his distance, he's got a five-inch reach advantage. If he can establish his, establish his, his reach, if he can stay on, if he can stay on the outside and put Cody Garbrandt on the end of his punches, Cody Garbrandt can get on the inside just a little bit and get him on the end of his punches. This is this has potential to be lights out. Like I said, this has potential to be lights out. This whole card has potential to be a lights out card. And I'm so excited to see this card um, tomorrow night. And, you know, you guys can watch as well. FS1, um, the prelims start at 7 o'clock. The main card starts at 9. Just so excited. And if you guys, some of you guys may have fight pass, I mean, check out the Sterling Caraway fight. That one's going to be a big time fight as well. And, I, and it would not be surprising to behoove me that the Caraway fight could be played because one of these one of those six main car fights went really short. So that's just that's just one of those things you gotta look for. But um we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We're gonna come back, talk some talk some Santa Cup finals also Talk game six, talk about the Cavaliers as well. Um, so y'all stay tuned. Yeah, let's go, ladies and gentlemen. You know, you could have been anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us tonight. Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah. give it up for him, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Homie, my eyes too filled with the shit I seen. And daytime, homie, still I dream. With a cold glass filled with the feel I bring. And still it's old schooling when I ride on clean. And I could reach on to the levels above. Or maybe skyrocket to the levels of buzz. I'm feeling way better by the end of my run. So I'm in paradise kicking by the time that I'm done. You feel me? A new space where my mind is. Your opinion couldn't define this And we searching only to find bliss Steady living on cause you can never rewind this Living I earn, I give and I earn Hustle and burn through the essence of spreading my word I stay vivid to the dreams done On these verses I'm giving Cupid machine guns So bada boom, what's love, come on Against the world, round one, nothing here to take the pressure off. On skylines, I can level off. I put my ego on the edges of clouds until I let them dry. Hitting the ground, good riddance. The boy rigid with sand and my mood shifting. Young nights with parties and new women. Regardless of the crowds, I'm thinking we too different, cuz. They in up for recognition, we in up for love. Cursing a dollar to the point that I'm getting me some. Miles above what was supposed to be out of my range. Ironic, cuz I thought about jumping a gun. Biting bullets with a peace signs on them. 
Running from the ruckus of the whole past on us Running in still, never forget where I came from It's one love and one fan to the game's one We ain't the same, son Baby girl, let me talk to you. Baby girl, let me talk to you. 
Welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Man, the final countdown is what is what it's really coming down to in, in regards to game six of the Western Conference Finals. Um, let, let's, just, let's just look at it this way. I don't know who needs this game more, psyche-wise. Can the Warriors beat the Thunder at home? Question is, can Golden State find a way to to defend Westbrook? Can they find a way to get a hand in in Durant's face? It, it, those are big questions that that are being asked. Last week I said, last week I said on this show, in order for for Oklahoma City to win this series and to get a split. In OKC, they're gonna have to get dirty, and they did that. They they got they went balls to the wall, diving after loose ball after loose ball. You frustrated Draymond Green to the point to where he's 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 kicking coconuts, you know, kicking male coconuts. You've <laughs> you've pretty much stifled Steph Curry. But you haven't found the answer for Clay Thompson, and Clay Thompson has, has kept kept um, Golden State in in this series, in a sense. Um, aside from the aside from the fifteen fifteen point in ninety eight second uh, ordeal that um, that Curry has, Curry hasn't really had any impact on the series. Now we we look at we look at it this way. There's been a lot of un, un, unforced errors by by Golden State. There's been a lot of lot of errors, lazy passes in regards to Steph Curry, Draymond Green, things of that nature. I mean, we talk about Westbrook not being a defensive guy. We also talk about we also talk about. Durant not doing anything on the defensive side. Durant had two blocks uh, a couple of nights ago. He had two timely blocks. Ibaka had some timely blocks. You know, now we're we're starting to see we're starting to see the guys that need to step up, step up. We're starting to see guys who haven't stepped to the forefront, step to the forefront. So, with that being said. Game six at the Chesapeake Energy Arena is paramount for Golden State to get this back to Oracle for game seven on Monday night. It is it is imperative that they win this game. But it's also imperative that the Thunder win this game as well. Let me explain why. The Thunder win this game. That means that they've beaten the 73-win the team of 73 winning regular season. Best regular season team ever. That also means that they carry that momentum, they carry that emotion into into game one of the NBA Finals into Cleveland. This is big for, for Thunder. They don't have home court. They won't have a home court advantage going to the NBA Finals. But they know that they can win on any court. And 
the thing that Stephen A. Smith said last night was so true about Cleveland. And congratulations to Cleveland on, on just an outstanding outstanding season. Congratulations to to Toronto. We'll talk about we'll talk about those two teams in just a minute. But to to prove my point, to to get my point across, the Thunder they really need to put things together. They really do. And once they put things together, once they put things together, it's it's going to be something special. Because if they can shut down Clay tonight, they've already got Steph shut down. They can shut down Clay tonight, force the ball into into guys like Draymond Green's hands or or Harrison Barnes or a or Bogut. You know, if they can force if they can force Golden State's hand, keep them off the three point line, then you're gonna see what kind of team the Warriors really have. Are they just that finesse, throwing up threes all day, every day type team? Or are they that team that can get just as dirty as the Thunder has in the last in the last three games? You haven't seen that you haven't seen that fire from the from from the Warriors like you did last season. You haven't seen that fire from the Warriors like you did in last in the last playoffs. You just really haven't. You haven't seen anything that would that would say, hey, they can get over the top. You just don't see it. Not right now anyway. But I will say this. I don't want to pick this game, but I will say that if the Thunder wins this game, they won this game by shutting down the the two players that they need to shut down. Um, If the Warriors win this game, that means that they figured out the motion to get Steph and Clay open. They figured out ball movement, the ball movement. They figured out what they need to do for game six to carry over to game seven. Then once you, once they do that, once the Warriors do that, or if the Thunder can shut down, like I said, if the Thunder can shut down Steph and Clay and get it in, get it inside. Tell the tell the players that that won't shoot the three. That's much. Then you're, you're going to see what type of team Golden State really has. Again, I this is this is paramount. This is this is. This has psyche written all over it. You know that the Warriors have they've got to win at OKC. They haven't won at OKC yet. So they have to win at OKC this time. I think it's an uphill task for for the Warriors to do it. But if anybody can can take on this task, it can be Golden State. <laughs> And that's all I'm gonna say about that game six tonight, eight o'clock, ESPN. <laughs> Y'all just stay tuned. Now we'll talk about some last night's game, and I tell you, the Toronto fan, the Toronto Raptors fans, they are they are passionate about their team. 
They they are real passionate about that team. They showed up in force. And the fact that you saw Drake there, the fact that you saw Jamie Foxx there, you saw you saw Joey you saw Jose Batista there, Joey Bats. I mean, you saw all these guys there. And shout out to Joey Bats. He follows me. He follows the YouTube he follows uh, the Tailgate Crew show. Um so big shout out to him. Um it, I hate I hated that it didn't go seven because I really felt like the Raptors finally found themselves in those two games at, at home. Um, I, I really felt like they found themselves. They just didn't have enough. You know, Terrence Ross is none of this in, in the series. Kyle Lowry just made himself just just made himself a beast. I mean, Philadelphia. I mean, he's a Philadelphia kid, so that just further lets you know what type of heart he has. I mean, he literally kept he literally kept the Raptors in this game. Cavaliers just had too much. They just had too much. Um. DeMar DeRozan had a great game last night, but the fans, I, the fans, oh, wow. The fans there it was just second to none. I mean, what they did at the beginning of the game, you know, the Canadian flag showing up, you know, in in the seats, you know, <laughs> Marched out in the seats. That that was an awesome thing to see. Um, you know the whole "We the North" chance. Though that team on their feet, that that crowd on their feet, supporting their kids and supporting their boys. Man, now we look. Now we look to the off season for Toronto. They got plenty of cap room this year, even with the, even without the expanded cap. They got cap room to sign player to sign a player or two this summer. I Toronto is so close to being that to being that that franchise. They're, they're that close to being to being number one in in, in the East. That they, they really are. I mean. I mean, they really are, and I'm just so excited to to see what what's what's gonna happen. I mean, I, I'm I mean, no, I mean, I, uh, to what happens with, with Toronto now? You know that they've got they've got the cap room. They know that they've got everything. Toronto's like a little New York City. I mean, it's just like Stephen A. said last night. Toronto's got everything. They make movies up there. They make a lot of motion pictures up there. They've got other franchises that 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 the city rallies around. And not only that, the fans are passionate. I mean, you got a lot of stuff there. Let's think about what. 
what could possibly happen if they got if they got a young guy like Jaleel Okafor or if they got a guy like Nolan's Norrell or somebody like that let's think about what what they ha- what what they could possibly have here with Valachunas, you know, there, and and that whole that whole situation, that whole thing, oh my God! Like, like, like let's let's just think. You get a guy like that there, or you get a guy, or you get an Al Horford who who's a free agent, or could be possible trade bait. This is how good Toronto could be next year. Cleveland, on the other hand, they can expand the cap room, but they're going to use that cap room, that cap space that they have right now to give LeBron a max deal. And LeBron's going to get a max deal, a five-year max deal, that's probably going to be 135 to $140 million uh, over five years. Um, so I'm really excited to see that, see that happen. I'm really excited to, to, um, to make things for, for the Cleveland Cavaliers to make things happen. But they're going to have some problems in the NBA Finals. I don't think the Cleveland Cavaliers are equipped to to win the NBA Finals. Even though they've got great shooters all over the court, they've got they've got great defenders all over the court. The question is, you have a guy like Kevin Durant who has six eleven that will give you thirty points a night. Who's going to stay with him? Who can body up with him and be physical with him? Just because a guy's slight, that doesn't mean he's not physical. The guy will get grimy with you. I, I for one, don't know what if Kyrie can stay with Westbrook. I, for one, don't think that J.R. Smith can guard a Durant or Westbrook or even even a Deion Waiters for that matter or or whoever that, that third shooter is. Serge Ibaka can come out and hit threes if he has to. This is a deep. This is a deep OKC team. This is a deep. This is a deep Warriors team. When they're on their own, I would love to see the rematch between OKC. And, I mean, I'm sorry, between Cleveland and, and the Warriors. But I would also love to see the matchup between LeBron and Durant, Kyrie and Westbrook, Ibaka and. Ibaka and uh and Love or Love and Adams or Thompson and Adams. Did, did you got, I mean you got so many matchups on that floor. The starting five is even. The benches, on the other hand, I think the Cavaliers have a deeper bench than OKC does. But the bench help for OKC will put points on the board, whereas the bench for for Cleveland will keep you from losing. 
You get what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? I mean, am I right in am I right in what I'm saying? Am I wrong in what I'm saying? I mean, it, it really make it really makes makes for good conversation. I mean, it really does because you don't know what you're gonna get from the Warriors. You don't know what you're gonna get from the Thunder. You really don't know much of anything. But at the same time. You get to see what 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 could possibly happen, what could possibly go on. So, I mean, let's just have fun with this. Let's just have fun with this. But we're gonna take a quick station break. We'll be right back. We'll talk some more basketball, talk some talk some hockey, also talk Champions League Champions League final later on today. Stay tuned. Uh, uh, uh. Relax yourself, girl. Peace out, 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 Relax yourself, girl.
Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. Big shout out to all the high school graduates this year. Um, my nephew, Michael, graduated last night from Troop High School. Also, a big shout out to 
um, my old high school classmate, Jason Graham, uh, who is assistant principal at Troop High School, um, he recently had his third child, his first boy. Um, so special shout out to him. Special shout out to coach, to uh, Troop High School football coach, Tanner Glisson, who will be on the show in the next couple of weeks. We'll be talking about the whole reclassification process and, and, um, and about the season and, and, and about the new the new football season in the next few weeks, um, as well as um, so as well as as some other things that that's going to go on um, in regards to Troop High School football this year, new class, new classification, new region. Um, so we we're going to be talking with Coach Glisson uh, sometime sometime this this summer um, as well. Uh, again. Just, just a, it's a, re- it's a really, really good weekend for me, personally on a personal stand standpoint. Uh, to want to give us, uh, I got some other shout outs to give to some other uh, graduates around the area, um, around around the area. Uh, you know, aside from my nephew Michael, um, one of one of my great one of one of one of my really good friends. Who's also was also one of my one of my neighbors growing up. Um, his son, Dacashian Barber, Dacashian uh, Bonner, uh, his brother uh, Chez, his brother, uh, you know, Dacashian Bonner, his brother Mess, uh, his his, ne- his niece, uh, also to um, to Marcus um, um, Marcus Haynes. Who's also, you know, a neighborhood kid. Um, he also graduated last night. Uh, just, just excited to, to to see to see a lot of these guys grow up. Uh, Orlando Ziegler, uh, another kid uh, I saw grow up. Um, I saw grow up from going all the way up to to what they are now. You got great young men. I love you all. Much success to you. I know some of you guys. I know some of you guys are going on to play football, um, to play football in, in, at some school, at various schools. I know some of you guys are going straight into work. Whatever you do, man, be glad of the paper that you got. Um, and also, man, just you know, whatever you do in your life, you know, keep striving, keep keep going forward. Don't let anything. Don't let anything hold you back. So, uh, with that being said, man, we're gonna jump back into some more sports. But I just wanted to get that. Just want to get that across to everybody. You know, you know, success is not found; it's earned. So, that being said, you know, like I said, let's, let's get back into some sports. Stanley Cup Finals now. Um, very excited to see uh, San Jose. In Pittsburgh, um, in the Stanley Cup Finals, for me, uh, haven't seen, haven't seen Pittsburgh in the Stanley Cup Finals since two thousand nine, and is is this the final year of that cycle with with Malkin and with Malkin Kessel and uh, Sid the Kid? Is this the final year that you'll see those three on the same on on the same team, sharing the same ice, sharing shifts together from time to time? 
I mean, it, it's very, it's very, it's very. It's very possible that it could happen. You know, with the team that, that Pittsburgh has, only have one Stanley Cup, and you know, with with this group of guys, you know, you bring in Phil Kessel from Toronto two years ago in a trade, you sign him to a big deal, you go out and get get other players, uh. Other veteran players to play on this, on this with those with those with that big three. And you haven't really done anything with it. Now Chicago's going to be going through some of the same things, even though they have Taves and and Kane locked up, you know, through twenty twenty one. It's going to be increasingly difficult for for the the. The Penguins to do the same thing, even with the even with the with the hike in the salary cap, where the salary cap goes up like one like one two and a half million dollars next year, from seventy nine point five to like eighty eighty one point one or something like that, or yeah, I can't I can't remember right off what the salary cap is in the in the NHL for next year, but I think it's like eighty one one eighty one million next year salary cap, so. I mean, Patrick Kane, you know, like, would, would you see a guy like a Sid, like a Sidney Crosby take a pay cut to get other players in to to bolster this roster? Very interesting to see. I would I would like to see that. Um, we look at we look at Pittsburgh. We we know what they can do. We look at you know. They they battled seven games with Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay to me is probably the best Tampa Bay team that we've seen since they won the Stanley Cup a few years uh, uh, a few years back. This is a team that was on the cusp of of being that 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 team. Now you look at the flip side of this, and you look at what. Of what the West is right now, you know, we talk about in basketball and in, in the NBA, the West being stronger than the East. In hockey, it's the opposite. The East is stronger than the West, but at the same time, the West has won more championships. Chicago's in the West, three championships in six years. You know, uh, Anaheim's won it. Um, Anaheim's won the trophy. Uh, the Kings have won the trophy. The Kings won the trophy twice in twice in three years. Along with Anaheim winning the trophy, and along with 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 Chicago winning the trophy three times in six years. I mean, you, you don't see that kind of kind of dominance with the Stanley Cup because a lot of the original six is in the East. Except for Chicago, which is in the West, you you don't see you don't see that that type of dominance. And for me, you look at what San Jose has done with Marlowe, with Thornton, Pavelski, Moore, and Goal. I mean, this is a great group of guys. And for me, Joe Thornton finally making it, finally making it to to the show. 
you know, after after thirteen after thirteen fifteen long years, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's fifteen long years that he's he's been in in San Jose. You know, he's a number one draft pick with the uh the Boston Bruins. The Boston Bruins actually traded him for <laughs> actually traded him um to San Jose. So I mean like that that tells you something right there. I mean, he's a great, great guy. I mean he 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 is just a he's he's a he's a rock. I mean he is a rock. Um You know, like I said, we look at these guys, and I, I'm I'm just it, it really it really just behooves me to see him not playing uh, with anyone except for San Jose. You know, and you know, eleven years in San Jose, you know, over a hundred over a hundred playoff games, he's finally in. You know he's played the most playoff games without, without appearing in the Stanley Cup, and I, I I'm, I'm really excited to see him you know play play in the Stanley Cup final. I'm, I'm really excited to see if he's gonna get that ring that that his name on the cup and and a ring on his finger. I mean I would love to see that. I would love to see that. I mean just for him to you know for him to show his longevity, you know, 36 years old, finally making it, like I said, finally making it to the show. I mean, just, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, like, I, I'm I'm excited for him. I really am. And, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, he, he gets that, he gets a cup win. Uh, but I would also love to see see him get that, Get that second. Get that second. Um, I also see love to see Sidney Crosby get that second that second win, that second Stanley Cup win. I mean, he's been there three. He's been there three to four. He's been there three three times, and you can compare him to to LeBron. You can I mean you can compare him to LeBron and 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 Peyton Manning. You know, got a great got got great people around him. But <laughs> I mean, you got great people around them, but just not enough at the at the right times. I mean, just not enough. I mean, and I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at these at at these everybody on this on this roster for for San Jose, and and I'm, and I'm like. A lot of these guys have been there before and won cups with other teams. You know, Patrick Marlowe's got a cup, got a cup win. Um, Zubers has got a cup win. Joe Ward has has been to a conference final. Roman Polak's been to a conference final. Um, Joe Pavelski, who's the captain, you know, he's been there before. I mean, you got so many great guys on this team that's been there and done the things that that uh I'm sorry. Uh Joe Thornton, you know, hasn't done and 
and also Pashamalo. I'm, I'm sorry, Pashamalo hasn't hasn't been hasn't won a cup, but you, know, you got a couple of players in this team that that have that have won cups with other teams, and then you got some that have been to the show. But with these two guys, I mean, I'm just so excited to see Marlowe and Thornton finally make it to the show, and I really think that they could they could actually win. They could actually win this cup. This 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 year's Stanley Cup, I really I really think they could. <clears throat> they're really deep. Like I said, they're really really deep in a lot of places, and 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 you you, you don't really see depth as much as that, you know. And and um, like I said, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just really excited <sighs> to see the Stanley Cup final. I mean, we look at like I said, we look at. We look at other, you know, other clubs that 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 have the same type of type of mindset that that these other guys have. I mean, you just don't you don't see it. And, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the next, like I said, in the next weeks, next few weeks, next few months, because it, it's just it's bound to happen. It's bound to be a great time. But. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back, and we're going we're gonna to finish up the show strong. Stay tuned. Home for the time. You want to try. We rolling over you guys like roller coaster ride. Alabama mama. Alabama crazy. Alabama daddy. Alabama baby. Yeah. 
the tailgate crew my name is Jermaine thanks for being a part of the show it's getting to be that that time of the time of the day guys and um like I said big weekend in sports Champions League final today promotion promotion playoff final for that final position in the uh in the Barclays Premier League next year between uh Hull City and Sheffield Wednesday also the Madrid Derby which is uh the Champions League final in Milan um 
played for the second time in three years. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see what kind of team um, that Diego Simeone is going to put out there. Uh, will he start Griezmann and and Torres? Will um, you know that that back line will it hold up to be that that back line like everybody else, like every like the world thinks it is. Honestly, I I think that whatever's going to happen is going to happen, and um, you know. This is second place and third place in La Liga this year. Um, Atletico being third and uh, finishing two points behind uh, winners Barcelona. And um, second place, uh, Real Madrid, who finished one point behind Barcelona. So, I mean, that being said, that's a 2.30 kickoff. Excuse me. And, you know, I'm really excited to see the, the – What's going to happen in regards to that as well? Uh, I'm really excited to see see that in regards as well because you know that this has some bigger implications. I mean, both of these both of these teams um, aren't going to be able to to uh, sign any players until until just before the season starts in August and um, so with, with the with their embargoes. Levied on them by UEFA. Um, yeah, I was really excited to see what's going to happen in the next few weeks, next few months. So, the next few weeks, in the next few hours, um, in regards to to soccer as as a whole. So, um, that being said, we're gonna go ahead and go ahead and wrap up the show here. But um, just. Uh, Really, really, a thank you to uh, to T Rex, the admin Wendy, you know the friends and fam. Uh, also, um, the man Kid Retro, Mister Kid Retro, y'all check him out on Turntable Thursdays every Saturday, every Thursday night. Uh, check out my man T Rex every Tuesday night, King of Underground Media. Check us out, King of Underground Media www.kingofundergroundmedia.com You can also check out our shows on SoundCloud. You know, if you miss the shows on SoundCloud, you can check them out on SoundCloud, Audio Mac. Um, also, uh, I'll be undertaking a new... I'll also be doing something pretty new in the next few weeks, in the next, in the next month or so, where I'll be uh, starting... Um, I'll be uploading videos to my YouTube channel. Um previewing the football season, the Georgia high school football season. And um hopefully you guys will, will take will take event will, will uh take that into into consideration and, and check me out there. Um you can also check out myself, Jermaine Houston, the main event. Check me out, J Houston seventeen at Twitter, Jermaine Houston seventeen on Instagram, Tailgate Crew owns um Twitter. Um you can check out uh, Kid Retro, Mr. K- at Mr. Kid Retro. Uh, you can also check out T Rex at Live by Terrence. You also, know, like I said, you know, you can check us out pretty much anywhere, man. And you know, my man DJ EA, check him out underscore DJ EA. Um, and um, we we do the thing. We also we also uh, offer offer an outlet. To you guys, to show your love for music and and to, and to 
you know, if you have music that you want that you want to get out there to the public, to the masses, I mean, we can definitely help you out. You know, always go go to the King of Underground Media site. You can you can look us up on on, on you know on Facebook. Go to the Live by Tennis Network page. Go to the Turntable Thursdays page. And go to the Tailgate Crew page as well. Uh, we all have we all have pages. We all are very much um uh, very much integrated with our pages. So uh you know, the response is always is always as quick as we possibly can make them. Um so I mean, check us out, man. I mean what we I said like I said, man, this is this is a this is not only just a dream, this is a movement. This is something that, that we work every day for to make this a success. So help us make a success and help us get your music out. I mean, it's just like my man DJ Stone said, if you don't network, then you're not going to progress because you can't do, uh, you can't do this on your own. And this is, this is the message that I'm trying to portray out to, to the new graduates and to the new people that are moving on in the world that are moving up and moving on with their lives no, success is earned, not given. If you want it, go get it. You dream it, achieve it. And as always, keep God first. You know, and I leave that by saying Jeremiah twenty nine and eleven. Go read it. Y'all have a good weekend. Let's go tailgating. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. Well, what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that's shit that I've still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Weight of the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck yeah, let it rock, but you want some soul shit, yeah, and she just keeps saying, you can't rescue me, oh nah, you can't save me, no, you 
You know what, maybe you're right. But what you gonna do? Yeah. Yup. I never really thought realistic Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it Said only I can reach it And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone I'll be hearing spirits so you can hear this Yeah, well these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Riding, whipping through the horizon, my timing is something better than it's ever been. They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz. Hip hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence. Back to the wall where I started back in the day. I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight. Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own. Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing. I'm screaming after the phone. While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal, how I ran up the standards of how we live. And it's funny they pull the camera up. The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone. And it's just how I started by killing this on my own. My word is my bond. And I'm just out on my own.